Hello there, and this is Dr. Alan Hetberg, and uh, we are now with the Psychology Report once again. And today I'd like to focus on an aspect of life that we all have concerns about and we all are interested in. Some of us are in the process of thinking this through more carefully. Others, it's still off somewhat in the distance. And that is the topic of aging. Aging well, if you will. Live well, live long, and savor every day lived, was the quote from Jonathan Edwards about aging. Savor every day lived. You do that whether you're young at age or old at age. But there are some steps to take if you're going to age well and enjoy it and benefit from it and profit from it and share with other people your sense of aging and the gifts that you have to share with others as a result of your experiences. First of all, like yourself well enough to take care of yourself. You know, liking yourself is kind of a form of loving yourself. It's a form of being respectful of yourself, being thoughtful of yourself, being honorable to yourself. But certainly it's the issue of liking yourself enough to take care of yourself and engage in a program of self-care, of self-advancement, of self-betterment, and of happiness, if you will. So start with that. Start with the idea of looking at how you love yourself, how you like yourself, how you feel good about yourself, the aspects of yourself that you like and you want to honor and you want to let other people be aware of and share with other people. What are the characteristics, what are the common traits or characteristics that identify the fact that you care enough for yourself and you love yourself enough that you'll advance yourself physically and emotionally and spiritually and socially in all areas of your life. That was number one. Number two is get good information about everything that you do. In other words, read. Read reliable sources. Read on topics of information that in that stretch your brain or stretch your mind and stretch your knowledge base reach into some unknown areas read and and open your door to new information but get accurate information get information that leads to truth and that will give you will challenge your thinking in the area of truthfulness when you have doubts double check it check with other people get other people's opinion but seek the truth. Seek the answers to questions that you have and seek answers that are um, satisfying to you or that at least give you a sense of security and a sense of integrity and a sense of truthfulness, you see. Number three, be happy. Laugh a little bit. Let your life have a share of happiness that you share with others through happiness and through, through laughter. You know, that isn't necessarily telling jokes and laughing, but it's the idea of appreciating wise thoughts. It's when you enjoy other people, and you enjoy aspects of other people, and you enjoy what they enjoy. Stimulated and charged and gives you energy and gives you enthusiasm and gives you life and vitality. Better. Laugh louder. 
Laugh stronger. Laugh with friends. Laugh when you're alone. Who, uh, who laugh, if you will. And think of ways to laugh. Watch that make you laugh. Get into a sense of enjoyment because we know you're expressing the good cholesterol that comes out of your body and comes into your fullness of your bloodstream. Number four, exercise. Don't forget to exercise. Keep your feet in motion, if you will. Keep your body moving. Keep your thoughts and your body together, but moving forward. Do things that you enjoy, but do things that will stretch your muscles, that will uh, strengthen your muscles. But for, and as you get older, particularly your legs, You've got to have strong thighs. You've got to have strong legs. It's the getting up out of chairs and getting up from a lower position. You've got to have your legs strong. So do the things that strengthen your leg. Walk. Sit in a chair and then stand. Sit down. Stand up. Sit down. Stand up. Do that about ten times, about five or six times a day. So that you strengthen the leg muscles, particularly the muscles of your knees and your thighs. You've got to have those to become strong as you get older. You don't necessarily need arm muscles and back muscles, but you do need the muscles of your thighs and your calves and your knees and around your hips. Those muscles need to be strong. And you do that through exercise. Lift a leg. Lift two legs. Up and down. Up and down. But get in some motions of stretching your muscles and strengthening your muscles that way. But also you need a core that's strong. The core of your body, your stomach, your lower back. That has to be strong as well. So exercises of bending and twisting and, and uh, bending backwards and bending forwards and lifting a little bit of a weight and uh, laying down on your side and lifting the leg up and down, up and down, and then lay down on the other side of your body and lift the other leg up and down, up and down, so that you get this muscle strength in the hip and the lower back and the thighs you know as well so that whole area from your knees to your stomach needs to be strengthened you need to work on that part of your body so care for yourself enough to strengthen those parts of the body because you're going to rely on those parts of the body as you get older to get up and down and to move forward and to walk and to mobilize yourself you don't want to be a weak person and then fifth number five feed yourself well Feed yourself your vegetables. Feed yourself your uh, fruits of all kinds. You should have at least two vegetables a day and a, at least a fruit a day or two fruits and a vegetable per day. But you mix those up so that in every day you have a couple vegetables and a fruit or a couple fruits and a vegetable so that you can have not only the variety but yet you gain the um, uh, strength, the nutritional strength that comes from that kind of a diet. Uh, so it's the uh, nutrients that you need that come from that kind of food. And that will give you more strength, it will give you more alertness, it will give you more uh, awareness, it will give you more cognitive ability. Because that's not only good for your muscles and good for your heart, but it's also good for your brain. That's good brain food particularly food that is like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and food that's like uh, sweet potatoes and food that would be uh, like the berries, the various kind of berries, but certainly blueberries are you know, good for you and any, any of the berries, red berries, blackberries, strawberries and so on. Get your berries, eat them. 
grapes, eat them. So that you get that kind of food in your body because your brain needs it. Your brain thrives on that kind of a diet. So cut your breads down, but get your fruits and vegetables up as a diet that will give you a greater uh, strength intellectually, cognitively, but will fight your inflammation potential within your body so that you're healthy rather than getting colds and flus and all that kind of thing. And then number six, rest is important. A power nap during the day would be good. Whether you take that in the morning or you take that in the afternoon. But a power nap is good. Now that's a one hour nap. Lay down. It's okay to sit in a chair and sleep. But why don't you just lay down, take a nap, make it one hour, set the alarm if you need to, but take an hour, get your nap in, it rests the brain. It helps the brain function better at night so that you're not only thinking better, but you're integrating information. Because at night, what the brain does, it takes all the things that you thought about and did during the day and integrates it with what you did the day before and the day before that and what you're going to do tomorrow so that your brain makes sense and that the storyline makes sense so that the information from today gets integrated with the information of yesterday and you have common sense and you have ability to tell a story and ability to have a theme of life, a stream of consciousness, if you will. That's what happens during rest. So rest during the day. Take a rest, but make it an hour. You don't need more than that. If you're resting two and three and four hours, you're depressed. And that's depression sleeping. You don't need that. And then this might seem strange to you, but floss your teeth. Not too long ago, I visited a friend. He's a dentist. He he flosses his teeth five times a day. And we were sitting around the table and we were going to have some dessert. And his wife commented about having some dessert and he said, well, you can have some dessert if you promise to brush your, uh, floss your teeth afterwards. Not brush your teeth, but floss your teeth afterwards. And that's what she had to do. And uh, that's what we all do. We all kind of have to flush and brush our teeth. Flush our mouth out, brush your mouth out, but floss your teeth. Making sure that you have adequate information uh, to um, live your life, but also have a clean mouth, a clean denture, so that you don't have to deal with decay and uh, poor teeth and then move into dentures and move into teeth replacement programs and things like that. And we know that if you take care of your teeth, if you floss your teeth, we know that you're taking care of your body. There's a correlation between the people who floss and the people who take care of their body generally. They're the same people. So if you just say floss, we know that you're going to take care of your body as well. You're going to keep your body in good shape and you're going to exercise and you're going to eat well and you're going to live a healthy life. Number eight. Eight on the list is depression. Combat it. Don't let depression settle. Don't let depression visit you. Depression can be fought. Depression can be managed. Depression can be eliminated. Get out socially. Read. Intellectually stimulate yourself. Praise yourself for things that you've done well and things that you enjoy life. Enjoy some of the things that you do. Laugh at some of the things you do. Be around people who are happy. Be around people who are joyful. 
Be around people who are not depressed. And avoid the people who are depressed. Avoid them. You don't need to talk to them. You're depressed enough. You don't need them in your life, you know, as well. Listen to music that's relaxing and enjoyable and pleasant. Music that is from your younger years, perhaps, that you enjoyed and you liked. Reminisce. Tell stories about your life and ways in which you've enjoyed life over the years. But don't let depression set in. And number nine, make sure your home is decluttered. You don't need things around your house that you're beginning to trip over because when you trip and fall, you have a greater chance of breaking a hip when you're older. And that means you go to a nursing home afterwards, after you get that hip set. That means that you're in a situation where you could start the downward path. It's no fun to have pain in the hip. No fun to have to sit in a nursing home until your hip heals. And the healing is slower when you're older. So declutter your home for the sake of your own safety. But also just simplify your life. Start getting rid of stuff in your home that your children don't want and you can't just give away to your family. Start giving it to the Salvation Army. Start giving it to various charities. Have a garage sale. Have an estate sale. But do something to start the process of emptying your home out and living more simply. And living with the things that you do cherish, however. Keep those. But the things that are not necessary, the things that are not necessarily cherished, let them go. And the sooner you start that process, the better. And then number 10, don't forget to worship God. Be around people who are religious in their thinking. Be around faith people. Go to a church. Go to a church at least a couple times a week or a couple times a month. But at least get into a church format uh, where you can at least worship or you can reflect and you can meditate and you can rethink on higher things and on better things of life. Church people are good people, generally speaking. People are, and that's a social opportunity for you. It's an intellectual opportunity for you. It's an opportunity to, to be among people who are up, upbeat and positive. So why not join in? And the church is a good place you know, to do that. And there are a lot of other clubs and organizations, by the way, in your community that perhaps you have belonged to in the past or you could join as much as you can. Live an active life as much as you can. Be in different organizations and different opportunities that present themselves so that you're with people. In other words, live well, live long, and savor every day lived. That's the advice. And I would recommend you go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, and pick up the book, Achieving and Maintaining a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. That's a great book. And in the last two sections of the book, I talk about aging, and I talk about caregivers and care providers and relationships with your physician and, and, and things that you can do to live well and minimize the stress in your life. And then there's a whole bunch of other topics related to health and health care and how you can improve your health and maintain a healthy lifestyle. But achieve it first and then maintain it. So I recommend that to you very strongly. So this has been Dr. Alan Hedberg and this has been the Psychology Report. Nice to have you with us and bye for now.